Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tessier, joined by John Clark to talk about WNXT 2.0. John, how you doing? I'm good. I have I have made my return after battling uh, COVID, and I overcame COVID, and it was really not that bad, to be quite honest. Just being tired a lot, not wanting to do anything. So uh, it's nice to be back and uh, kind of start the new year fresh here in uh, 2022. And, you know, I got some great news to uh, to to end my my year potentially, and that is that uh, obviously tonight WWE was in Pittsburgh for uh, a live event, and they uh, announced they were returning for WWE on the Monday Night Raw right before WrestleMania. So I'll be hitting up Raw Pittsburgh on March 28th, and then heading right down to Dallas for WrestleMania. So it's nice to see Pittsburgh get good treatment. Well, there you go. Good for good for Pittsburgh and. People of the uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh Pennsylvanians. There. Yes, there you go. Well, and yes, so obviously here, uh, start off here before we get into the, the yeah, DJ. Here. I did it. I did have COVID nineteen. Yeah. So yeah, we're all very very happy to have John back here. Nessa saying welcome back. Brian saying welcome back. Glad you feeling. Hope you're feeling better. Uh, we appreciate the support, Brian. Um, yeah, uh, we talked about a, a fairly good amount last night on the Raw show. A very scary time here just in a very general sense, and we're still kind of seeing that uh, play out in, in the WWE as well with shorthanded rosters, with people missing shows. Tonight, that was definitely the case you could tell as well. Things kind of getting um, re reshuffled in, in some senses, kind of here and there. But uh, obviously, yes, very glad, John, you're back. We're here, to, and I, we were talking before the show, your award, John, your award for coming back nice and healthy. It's talking about... NXT 2.0. Now, John, I didn't do this show last week. I was dealing with some dealing with some stuff myself, and I forgot that NXT New Year's Evil was next week. So, Ooh. yeah, I that that's something that kind of snuck up on me. Here we are. This was the go home show. I realized that before the show tonight. I was like, oh, this is you know what we're dealing with here. Um, and you know, even before tonight, had a good amount of stuff to look forward to. And tonight's show added stuff to that as well. We'll talk all about it. Before we do, just want to pause for a minute and say that this show, again, that we do here is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So I guess we, 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 we can work backwards. But the main event tonight, John, was, I mean, uh, it's, it's all relative, right? But I, I would say one of the more convoluted ones that, that we've seen, at least on NXT in fairly recent memory, in, in the sense that Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, already earned a shot at uh, Mandy Rose and the NXT Women's Championship at New Year's Evil. And tonight, Mandy said, hey, you know, we have Kaylee Ray in Eushirai saying they want a shot. So she, Mandy, because William Regal is no longer the uh, matchmaker, I guess, as it would seem, Mandy decided to get the pencil and make this match of, hey, in the main event, we're going to have Cora and Raquel versus uh, Kaylee and Io and the winning team. We'll get the title, or we'll face Mandy at New, at New Year's Evil. Whereas they they'd already announced that match that came across a little odd to me. Um, I don't know. And DJ pointing out that like, of course, the card is subject to change, but it just seemed it seemed a little weird. Like they announced the match, and then they're very much playing it off like, oh, they they earned this shot. Well, they they already had the shot. Like something I don't know. Didn't really sit quite right with me, and especially in the fact that it all worked out the exact same. Kaylee. And Io lost, Raquel and Cora won. So now we are proceeding with the initially set match uh, of Mandy, uh, Raquel, and Cora. And now, obviously, the question of, you know, how does how's the match going to go? But, I mean, John, would you agree? What do you, what do you think that did, – did, did you have a problem with the way that was that kind of uh, came about here tonight of questioning the, the setup and then of, of the match and then having it turn out the, the exact same anyway? Uh, no, I mean, I think that they don't really put a whole thought into how they get to a certain point. They just want to get to that point. And I think this was kind of an example of that here. Uh, you know, the comment here from Steven says, Mandy should retain next week for Cal going to the main roster of debuting Royal Rumble. Uh, I do have that feeling that we're kind of, and when we thought that, that last year at some moments that we were in that area of the year where some people would potentially move up, uh, for this year in particular, Trompa comes to mind. I mean, I, I think he's going to drop the belt next week. Raquel comes to mind as well. So uh, I, I think it's hard really to tell exactly what 
like it's they make it they make they do a good job by making it hard to predict like what's gonna happen. Now it's not necessarily hard to predict exactly like the match itself. Like I think that when coming into this tag main event match tonight with the women, I think we had a good idea who was gonna win. And I think that's who won. So, but next week, I'm not necessarily convinced that it's going to be just a walk in the park for Mandy to retain that. No, and, and we're seeing some comments here, at least wondering, uh, kind of along that same vein. Uh, DJ going, going, going so far as to say he's calling a, a title win for Cora Jade next week here, saying next champ, new champ next week, he's calling it Cora Jade, and kind of at least in a, in a more uh, general sense, Brian saying they're pushing Cora to the moon with these victories. And she got the pin tonight. I feel like she's definitely on a roll very clearly here. She's definitely, you know, her, Grayson Waller, obviously Braun Breaker, some of these kind of like core group of people on NXT 2.0 that they're very clearly trying to kind of push in that in that very way of like, these are our people that we want to kind of quote unquote get over or build around here. Uh, and, and we're seeing that to do in full we'll talk about Grayson Waller and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, even if Corey doesn't win next week, I think she's going to look strong. I'd be a little surprised uh, if she took the fall. I think maybe we could see some, you know, toxic attraction interference where, you know, they kind of cost Raquel and kind of the, that quote unquote protects her, something like that. I think that makes sense. And uh, yeah, definitely as, as Steven had said, feels like fairly safe bet that uh, Raquel will be in the rumble and we'll see kind of that, um, you know, that, that, that feeder system, if you will, can I continue uh, with Raquel this year? It was, you know, Ray Ripley last year and so on. So I think that would make a lot of sense. I think it's overdue in many ways. So hope that happens. And I think that she'd be set up to succeed on the main roster. So, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a pretty safe bet here. Um, my money would be on Mandy retaining, even if it's not a walk in the park. I, I, I think that she's doing a great. Just, doing that a great is also work. my pick at the moment as well. Yeah, I, I think she's doing great work right now. There's. Doesn't quite feel like the right time to stop. Uh, you know, the, the past two weeks, she's had promos kind of from, from poolside. So, um, you know, we haven't even gotten to really see her on the show in a, in the traditional sense. Uh, hopefully, you know, she'll, she'll be back next week. And maybe after that, we'll, she'll be able to have more of a, a traditional feud. But they, they've been, I mean, it's entertaining. It's just like clearly flaunting this, you know, influence and, and power in some ways. So I'm liking it. I think it's fun. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Uh, something else I added to the show tonight was pretty unexpected where we had msk confronting imperium and riddle the shaman was back on the show but he wasn't he wasn't just back on the show he he appeared via satellite and set up a six-man tag team match where he'd team up with his his peoples to show imperium his higher education in a six-man tag team match next week on new year's evil so that was the the first official confirmation Actually, no, I think they'd already confirmed that AJ Styles will, would appear as well. So they're they're loading up, um, or at least not, if not loading up, at least, you know, leaning on the main roster in some ways of having Riddle and AJ Styles on the show next week. Now we can talk about this six-man tag team match here first. But, I mean, this is a pretty darn star-studded match. you got MSK and Riddle on one side and Walter being back on, on NXT Prime for the first time in... I think since he lost the, the UK title, I think that was back in August. So they definitely have a pretty uh, a noteworthy match here. I'm looking forward to it, even as someone that's been a little, you know, a little outspoken about Riddle. I think it's going to be a very good match. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a pretty fun one. What do you, what you, what, let's see you, John. Oh, boy. Uh, I thought that this was, I don't know, kind of weird in a way. Uh, both of them making the return to NXT on the same week in the same match. Uh, MSK even had the support of the crowd all of a sudden again. Like after all that drama they were through, they go away for a while, they come back, and now they're kind of the hot hand again. I don't know if that's just because the other teams were that bad or maybe they're just <laughs> getting the support because of Riddle. Um, it, it doesn't make sense for MSK to, to get the titles back. I don't think they will, but uh, it, it's nice to see the main tag team of NXT in a meaningful feud, bringing in star power of Riddle and uh, Walter as well. I mean, man, Walter needs to be like, Walter needs to be in the Royal Rumble and come to the main roster. Like, can we please make this happen? Please. I mean, that's one thing we were talking about for months now. Um, it's one of those things where we can sit here and say, wow, they really like, they got to do this. You know, it'd be great. He could do so many good things. Um, on the main roster, especially on the NXT Prime, like all the potentials there. 
But uh, as far as we know, in the past, he's been pretty adamant about uh, staying in the United Kingdom. I've seen some reports that he might be um, at least softening on that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't know the accuracy behind this, but I had saw that he what, he had split with his significant other, which I believe was a a big factor in deciding that he would be open, more open to it now. But like I said, I don't, I don't know how true that is. Um I do think that there is a, a case to be made where, and like I get people always have these negative thoughts where, oh, they're just going to ruin him. Oh, they're just going to have him lose to Bobby Lashley in 10 seconds. Like, I don't think that would be the case here. But at the same time, I, I understand people's concerns as well. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I think that's fair for any, any you know, top star in NXT. I think that's true if you think of Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, anybody that you think, oh, they could be great on the main roster, but then you think of the the pattern of people that have fizzled out on the main roster as well. Um, and yes, I, Brian never saying Walter may have been dating Ginny on NXT UK. I believe that was the case. I'm not quite sure about all those specific specifics there, but yeah, I, I think that I remember seeing that he went through some kind of change in his personal life, and that may have uh, influenced his mindset about this potential. Willingness, at least, to, to move stateside at some point. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow or even a month from now, a year. Who even knows? I, I just think it is um, something that seems to be at least a little more possible now. Uh, but at the very least, he will be back. He will be back stateside next week for NXT New Year's Evil. Uh, again, assuming we get the card that's advertised, I think it'll be a fun match uh, with DJ predicting that Walters in a squash riddle. I wouldn't think so. I mean, Riddle's one of the top stars on Raw right now. If anyone's getting pinned in this one, it's probably me, MSK. Um, but I mean, I mean, anything could happen. Obviously, you never know. But uh, this one's kind of tough to call. Where uh, yeah, I've said before, I think they could really kind of build Imperium as a, a, a solid stable. Whereas if they want to kind of continue this this redemption story for MSK and give Riddle a nice win for 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 kicks and giggles on NXT. Um, that'd be fine as well. So I think I'm, I'm more focused on it's going to be a fun match looking forward to it. But yes, yeah, so again, we're talking about, we talked about last night and now it's clearly uh, applicable here as well. Let's hope COVID and the current surge here doesn't affect this card or this match or anything really um, more than it already has. And, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see how these things kind of go. But um, again, if we're sitting here, uh, assuming we're going to get the card as, as advertised, I think this will be a very fun match, and I'm looking forward to it. So, good stuff. And, and to me, it is weird that we're, if, if not, it's not weird in the sense that like I understand it. It is because I can see that they're bringing Riddle, they're bringing AJ Styles to kind of, if not pop a rating, at least like kind of get more buzz for the for the you know XC 2.0 brand. But for me, not to be that guy, but it's like where was this a year ago? For, for NXT Black and Gold. It was like, yes, okay, we had Survivor Series 2019. We had some NXT guys and, and girls uh, or women in, in the Royal Rumble here and there. But this level of kind of, you know, a couple weeks in a row of, you know, main roster people uh, in prominent spots on NXT, it's like, come on. You know, like, I I think there, there was a, so much waste of potential for any number of things, you know, of having kind of the main roster talent um, Crossover to NXT and vice versa. We saw Grace Muller on Raw last night. We talked about that last night on the Raw post show. But this seems a little weird to me, uh, even though I do understand it. Um, it. It just feels like one of those things that it's, it's you know squandered opportunity to, for what could have been, I guess. But at the very least, trying to be positive in, in, the, in the here and now. It's good for NXT 2.0. Of like, hey, you know, they're bringing Riddle and Age of Styles to make next week's show feel even more special. So I think that's a good thing. And uh, as I said, as I said a minute ago, definitely some changes on tonight's show. People that have been advertised were on the show. Uh, one of them, as DJ is asking about, uh, Brian Kendrick was supposed to appear on the show tonight. He was supposed to face Harland uh, in, a, in a singles match after we saw a couple weeks ago. Harland literally threw the dude down a flight of stairs. DJ asking why wasn't he on the show? Did they pull an almost on him? I mean, almost was supposed to face Adrian Styles last night. And then again, with this ongoing COVID situation, probably changed that. Um, I would deduce that was the case i haven't heard anything i can't i can't uh definitively definitively say that that happened but i think that's a fair assumption to make at this point so uh, harland was scheduled to face brian kendrick instead he got andre chase andre chase said it was a, a teachable moment harland literally slammed the dude's head into the mat until the referee called for the bell 
And then later in the show, threw somebody up almost. almost <laughs> John, I thought of you. Murdered somebody. On the show about the the potential for a murder mystery, and this was like the closest we've gotten. And then so Harlan took a dude up to the roof, and they they cut to the roof, and he's literally about to throw this guy, to throw this like student of Andre Chase off the roof, and then he doesn't. He leaves him stranded on the roof. But there was a solid like five seconds. Well, I thought they were going to like have a, a crash pad or something and, th- and show him throwing the guy off the roof. I, I literally tweeted in all caps, like, oh, my gosh, he's got the dude on the roof. Man, NXT's wild these days. Um, I've, I've criticized it more than my fair share. But the, there, there's something said it's just such a, a wild time um, seeing stuff like this. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it would have been cool to see Ryan Kendrick on the show. I, uh, he was... Um, you know, a fairly prominent star when I first started watching wrestling, and I'm sure he has many, many fans who would have loved to see him on the show tonight. He hasn't really been wrestling a lot on WWE TV lately. He's been more of a, in a producer role, so I think some people were definitely disappointed about that. Um, DJ saying, oh, sorry, Nesha thinks she's disappointed that, that we didn't see Brian Kendrick, and that's fair. It's definitely disappointing that, that we have these scheduled matches and they can't deliver, where it's like, you know, they have these, they have a card, and then either if someone tests positive or gets or gets exposed, then they can't compete. So that seemed to be the case tonight. Again, I can't say that definitively, but uh, with with Brian, uh, yeah, people were looking forward to it. Brian saying that he was uh, that Kendrick was underrated. Was looking forward to seeing. I mean, like others, were probably looking forward to seeing him compete tonight. Um, yeah, it, it is disappointing in that sense, and we it feels like at least here today and yesterday. Um, we are very firmly back in like the early pandemic era of like you can't really definitively um guarantee that you're going to get a card when one's advertised like any the literally you know more than usual the card is subject to change we don't even know what the card could be for this weekend for the pay-per-view <laughs> right right you talked about that a good amount yesterday where it's like i i was asked for my predictions i'm like i i can i i, I gave my predictions i'm like i could easily be sitting here afterwards and be like well none of these matches <laughs> happened as scheduled so there you go i just wasted 10 minutes could be sitting here and like Austin Theory walks out with the championship just because they have to improvise, you know? Right, you know? And there's something entertaining about that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's... Health, it's obviously. Ideal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we maybe, maybe we'll, we'll get Brian Kendrick eventually anyway, but uh, for tonight, Andre Chase, I, I, I tweet about it, I think Andre Chase is very underrated. I, I think he's doing the best he can he can with his gimmick. I think it's a fun time. Um and so maybe maybe they'll double back and do this next week or the week after that. But uh, with that, one thing that we are proceeding with as planned, at least for now, is the uh, the the championship unification match between Roderick Strong and Carmelo Hayes. Now they they'd set this up a week last week. We had the contract signing uh, for that match tonight, and they made it. John, you tweeted yourself abundantly clear. Come next week, winner whoever wins, you know whatever happens, the it seems safe to say the cruiserweight championship will be. No more that that it will be the, the unified championship. So you know it'll be the end of an era in that sense. Kamal Hayes, Roderick Strong, contract signing here, very typical stuff. One shout out to uh, Malcolm Bivens for for translating uh, Trick Williams's um, distinct uh, way way of speaking. I thought that was pretty funny. And then Trick got slammed through a table. You know, f- fun usual contract signing stuff, but definitely one of the more um, compelling matches heading into next week's show. Although. I, I guess I take that back. It's not compelling in the sense that I think there is no chance that Kamal Hayes is not walking out of the show next week as the new unified champion. And I, I just feel like that's all but a certainty at this point, at least speaking for myself. Yeah. I And it's funny because the way the way Barrow was talking implied that um, this could be a, not a unification match, but more of a cruiserweight titles gone match. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you do you think this is the end for that title? I mean, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks of like they don't have the depth that they probably would want to have for the cruiserweight division. Two hundred five live, which had been the cruiserweight show, has very much, at least as far as I can tell, when I like look at the results and things like that. Um, it, it seems to be like an NXT light of like, you know, we had Tiff, we're going to talk about Tiffany Stratton. She debuted a couple weeks ago on the show, kind of like to warm up for her debut here. We saw Last Legend compete on 205 Live, like these like um, newcomers on NXT or, or up and covers on NXT kind of like get these uh, 
not tryouts, but you know, the, like the, some practice, if you will, on two five five. Where it, whereas it used to be about all about the cruiser championship, they don't have the the depth to do that now. So, um, you know, as, as good as the cruiser division has been in the past, I I don't think uh, that it's long for this world. Unfortunately, National pointing out they cut pretty much all the stars. I mean, a guy like Tony Nice, former champion, Anthony Green. Um, and any number of others are, are now working elsewhere. Uh, Buddy Murphy, another one, obviously, he got called the main roster, that's different, but you know what I mean. A lot of these people that had been very much featured in the Cruise Vision are now no longer there. Um, and now, not even like the top level people, I'm talking just the, the general depth of like people that they usually could utilize and have as contenders or just part of the division itself, um, aren't there. So, without that depth, uh, yeah, I, I, I would think that's more of the read i'm getting on it and we we saw this teased um what what was it at, at the war game show we had joe gacy kind of uh, targeting the title and it's you know it's um it's uh restrictiveness of, of having the the weight limit so that was kind of the clear i thought they they might do something there like oh you know gacy's gonna win and we're gonna make it we joked about the the, the tv title or something like that but um you know i that yeah i i, I think that's a pretty safe bet at this point uh, not just saying they could, they could entirely cut 205 live. I mean, assuming that the Cruiserweight Championship ceases to exist uh, after next week, they might. I don't know. That, that, I'm gonna be curious to see that um, what what that what that would do for 205 live because that would kind of eliminate the need for 205 live, the brand itself, the the, the literal name, uh, 205 live being the the Cruiserweight show, obviously as it had been. So yeah, uh, and exactly, Eddie. This is what I was just saying. Uh, it's like the new main event for nxc it's like it's like the you know b show for for <laughs> nxc itself here um so maybe they rebrand it in a different way but yeah it would be weird to kind of keep 255 live in that sense but well i mean would you agree i i think that's a pretty clear takeaway and general uh direction they're going it's like that they're the writing's on the wall i guess yeah absolutely i don't think there's any doubt with that that being the direction and i don't even think they really tried to hide that fact either um but you it's know, pretty clear. whatever. Maybe, maybe some people think it's needed. Some people don't think it's needed. So, I mean, I mean, where where do you stand? I mean, do you think it's needed? Like, I mean, okay. So that's just saying it's a it's a thirty minute show on the network. Uh, most people don't even watch it. I mean, for me, um, most weeks I don't even cover it. You know, it's uh, it airs on Friday. The spoilers go out. I looked at the spoilers tonight. I'm like, there's nobody like really noteworthy on the show. Immediately, I'm like, Mary, it's nothing really like nothing groundbreaking. Um, I, I definitely don't watch it. There's only so much wrestling that anyone could watch, and let alone cover. Um, and for me, like I'm trying to keep up with everything else, and you know, covering wrestling pretty much every night of the week in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, as a fan, I would say no, it's probably not needed. But um, in terms of its 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 practical use, I mean, I think there is something we said for as I just said a minute ago of having. NXT light or, or the as Eddie said, like the, the main event show for NXT. Brian, another good comparison calling 205 Live the WWE's version of AW Dark. I think that's a good comparison as well. So I, I think if they rebrand it and some with some new name, because again, it'd be very weird to have 205 Live as the name when that's not what it is anymore. Um, and like, admittedly, that's already what they're doing, but especially if we're assuming that the Tuesday title will be no more. Yeah, uh, I, and necessarily agreeing as well. So that that'd be my my assumption. WWE clearly, it's it's a content company. I'm sure they have no problem doing the half hour show. They tape it. Um, I think before NXT goes on the air, I'm sure it can't be that um, demanding or, or or burdensome to do that. So that'd be my, my that'd be my assumption at least for now. And if they want to reassess at some point, fine. But I think it's I think I think there is a use for it uh, in that sense. Not that it's like mandate like required or anything they could easily do with it as well but i think it's got a use and that's fine so that's just my two cents on it but uh one thing that you know one thing that, yeah, that we're talking about that that's not very you know exciting or not it's not a very captivating show next week's show is gonna be captivating for any number of reasons one of them being the aj styles will be back on the show next week aj styles as we talked about a minute ago riddle gonna be on the show aj styles will be on the show he's gonna be confronting grace Waller again and someone had said a minute ago of like it's weird that there's you know having these multiple confrontations and they're still not doing a match, so they're drawing it out maybe a little too much of like you know I thought I I thought they could have done the match last night of Grayson and AJ still drawing it out, 
And at this point, I'm not really sure that the, the, the intrigue is there to keep kind of drawing out. It's like, just kind of do it, get it over with. Now she's saying AJ's one of her favorites. She's excited. It's going to be good. You know, I'm always, I'm a big fan of AJ. Glad he's always on the show. I was like, glad whenever he's on, when, when he's on any show. So having him come, come on by to NXT yet again. I believe he was on the show last week, if I recall correctly. He confronted Grayson again. Yes. Um, yep. And then Grayson was on Raw last night. So they're going back and forth. Um, at one point, they showed a graphic of um, of Grayson and AJ. And I fell for it. I thought, it was, I thought they were doing the match. And I was like, oh, cool. And then, no, it's just, <laughs> it's just a confrontation. So that was my bad. Um, I deleted that tweet. So I was wrong on that one. Um, yeah, it'll be you know more promos, more of AJ saying that Grayson's not a star, more of Grayson saying that he's going to take Waller's spot. Uh, Nestor predicted last night that Waller's going to become AJ's new partner again. I, I have to think that AJ is going to be uh, more of the, a singles guy now. I, he just got out of this tag team. Um, I, I, I respect the, the mindset of like, oh, he, he could he could help elevate um, Waller as he did with with Omos, but yeah, yeah, I, I would assume that that's probably not the most likely direction here uh with um you know but you know, there's, there's something said for with Herman saying it's it's cool of AJ being in NXT putting over young talent even in this sense of just you know sharing the screen with them sharing that being in this this program with them um but yes it's definitely time to shut up and wrestle to Stephen Chambers saying it's getting old time to just uh, settle in the <laughs> ring um but you know as far as I know next week they're just gonna have a confrontation so not sure when they're gonna do this match but it's Supposedly not gonna be next week, John. Would you agree? It's time to kind of settle this thing, uh, even though that's not what, what they're doing. So yet, at least. Uh, well, I Styles versus Waller, I think, is going to be a big test for Waller as far as his in-ring talent and the ability to draw a crowd reaction. If I think this is honestly like almost like a test, if he can rise to a level of quality. Quickly, I think he could move to the main roster sooner rather than later. Uh, I do think this could, I don't want to say tryout, but I think it could be a, a solid test. I thought the match that Waller had tonight with Jones was pretty good. Uh, Waller looked impressive for how big and, 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 and bulky Jones is. I mean, Jones has not shown us the ability to compete at an extremely high level. He's talented. He's shown that. But I don't know. I think Waller is not the guy they would want to use to elevate a talent if they're trying to elevate Waller himself, if you know, if, if that makes sense. It does. And kind of along that same, similar vein, uh, DJ is saying, if we're talking about people that are underrated, why are they putting Aussie, Aussie, Aussie Jones down like this as, as a borderline jobber? You know, he has, he has great look. I've compared him on this very show to Mark Henry. I think that's a, that's a very common comparison. He's kind of, um, saying they're putting him down like Viscera, the, the world's largest love machine Viscera back in the Attitude Era and the earlier 2000s. Um, it was weird. I looked it up. This was uh, Ozzy Jones' first match on TV since November. And for a while, he was being kind of positioned as one of the, the brightest stars on two point or on NXT just in general, dating back to, I think, the summer months there for a little bit. And then he just vanished. And I didn't see any reports about him being hurt or anything. So that seemed a little odd to me. And then here he is, comes out. Uh, Waller was supposed to face Dexter Loomis. That match didn't happen. Um, again, maybe that, that it could be related to this ongoing situation here. I don't know. Um, but we got Aussie Jones. Aussie Jones called him a big time bitch because <laughs> NXT is edgy. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I would agree. You know, if they're trying, if they are still trying to build Aussie as a, a big star in his own right. Um, didn't really come across the way here. Like he was kind of just clearly the, out there to eat a loss to, to Grayson here. Grayson, very, very clearly, they, they're setting him up to be one of the top stars here um, on 2.0, at least. And John, you mentioned a minute ago, if all goes well, could easily translate to the main roster. But he got at least one crack at it last night, admittedly in a very um, shorthanded duck situation there, uh, maybe out of desperation. But I thought he did just fine you know, in terms of that, in terms of, the, of that, uh, of that test. So, yeah, I mean, I thought while we were looking at the match, we had a creative finish where he unhooked the turnbuckle pad. Um, Austin Jones hit it. While we were rolled out of the ring, comes back in, hits the stunner, and wins. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought I thought this kind of right when the show started. Uh, Brian Everett saying that Waller is becoming a hated man and potentially the biggest deal in NXT. I mean, I said it last night when we, uh, when we were talking on the Raw show. Um, 
Yeah, for me, it's weird. Like, it's, I have this kind of weird divide of, uh, you know, fan versus kind of critic. I'm like, as a fan, I'm like, oh, this this guy, you know, attacked Johnny Gargano. My my guy, Johnny Gargano, I don't like him. I don't I don't want to, you know, root for him or anything. But obviously, as a critic, I'm like, okay, he's, he's clearly being positioned here for, for big things. And I think he's, um, I don't know, he's doing fine with it. And they're clearly high on him in that sense. So, um you know, I can't, I can't knock the guy in that sense. I think he's been doing fine uh, along, uh, in that way. Uh, and they, again, they clearly are high on, they're, they're having him work with AJ Styles, like former WWE champion, former face of the company, one of the top stars of uh, in the whole company right now. So, um, John, I think, he, as you said, it was very good. Like, it's, this is a test for him. And if it goes well, I think that uh, not too, too long from now, we might be, talking about Grayson Waller either on the Raw or SmackDown show on a regular basis. So there you go. You know, I, I think, you know, uh, that, that is pretty clear that if, if this does go well, that would be the case. Um, but at the same time, Steven Taylor was pointing out that it's too simple on the main roster. He's, I mean, we're just talking, I think not even a month of this kind of real run as a top level guy on NXT. Um, and maybe having him kind of uh, challenge if Brian Breaker wins next week against uh, Champa for the title, maybe doing a few there. We talked about that, I think, about uh, two weeks ago when we started to kind of see some of the, the card forming for New Year's Evil. I would agree. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen like tomorrow or next week. I'm saying sooner or later in a more general sense. But yeah, I think Waller and Brian Breaker makes a lot of sense. If you remember, I think it was two weeks ago, Breaker uh, kicked Waller out of the, the 2.0 locker room of, of the kind of the, the young guys, like, oh, we don't like you here anymore. Um, because of your attitude, because of your general kind of heat, <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, in that sense. So he, I like it. Uh, and I think they're doing a good job of building it to seem like he's a hated man. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like the Miz in a way. Yeah, I mean, the, I remember the week after the Gargano's exit, like everyone is like avoid him like the plague, quite literally. Like nobody wanted to be around him, nobody wanted to talk to him. Um, and now he's 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 rocking it, he's he's rolling with it, and I think he's doing very well with it. So uh, kind of come, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the landscape looks like coming out of uh, New Year's Evil next week. Now, one match we didn't really get a whole lot of build for this week, um, for whatever reason, I don't know, was the the, the presumed main event of uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. This one we've talked about before, but uh, at this point, I would largely assume I think this is Braun Breaker's match to lose in terms of, you know, I think this will be kind of the, the firm... Um, Firm shifts even more. This even more than we've already seen. To this is the new dawn of you know the new generation for for Braun Breaker for for all these other uh, newcomers on NXT to really kind of to take that ball and run with it of of this crowning moment for 2.0. So I think it'll be a good match. But my money, um, just from a more of a prediction side, not even not a rooting side of it, but I think that that would be the case. And then maybe. Maybe it seems like he was saying we could, and Johnny mentioned a minute ago of, uh, of the Royal Rumble. Chompa could at least be on the in the Royal Rumble, and then um, potentially go to the main roster, and that's kind of a one one narrative aspect of this match. But uh, again, I would assume it's going to be Braun Breaker kicking off a new era. One we've already one we're already uh, embracing or trying to get used to this new era itself, as we've said before. NXT 2.5 here with Braun Breaker probably winning next week. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to see Tommaso in a, in a ver varying rivalries on the main roster. I think he would do a great job there, and I think he fits the mold of what they would want. But as far as the match goes next week, uh, 2022 is a new year. There's not much to say other than the fact that I, I think Braun Breaker is going to win, and he's going to start his year as champion. Yeah, and you know we were talking about it before, but you know Braun Breaker... Uh, Grayson Waller, Corey Jade, and then there's others, uh, you know, kind of a small short list of, of stars that are very much being positioned as kind of the, the leading force for um, for 2.0. And that's been the, the, the case for, with Brown, especially since the very first night where he, he confronted or, you know, he was like interacting with Champ at that very first night of like saying, oh, like, all right, pretty clearly that's going to be um, probably the next champion. And now I feel like we're on the, the process of seeing that. So, there you go. I would agree. We're going to probably see that for me. I mean, it's going to be so weird just for the C champ on the main roster. Like, he has been the face of NXT kind of alongside guys like Organa for so long now. And I've always just kind of assumed he'd be an NXT lifer. But obviously, things have changed very much so. So now I'm like... Everybody uh, who we thought was an NXT lifer is either in AEW or gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, even if, if, if it's a Royal Rumble appearance that kicks it off after you lose the title, I think that would make sense. Maybe it takes a couple weeks off there. Um, Herman saying maybe he'll get called up to SmackDown and get fed to Roman. Oh, I hope not. But um, could happen. Uh, or, or, or you could, as Johnny mentioned, any number of dream matches or feuds you could have on the roster. Um, it's feeling increasingly possible. Can't say it likely or not, but I think it's possible. Um, there you go. That's something to look forward to and kind of uh, wonder about heading into next week. Now, one thing that we definitely, one of the more noteworthy things tonight was the entering debut of Tiffany Stratton, the, uh, what was it, the, the buff Barbie doll, as, as Wade Barrett called her. Now, this is someone we've seen vignettes of for several weeks now. Um, Boy, this, I've talked about it before, this gimmick, it's so aggravating. She's talking about, like, getting daddy's approval and, like, your rich daddy and, like, playing tennis. Oh, man. It's just, I just feel like it's going to ride this real, um, you know, ride the line of, like, go away heat and, like, actual heat of, like, people don't like her, the gimmick so much that, like, they're actually in a booer. Um, but we saw her tonight. She debuted. Now, for whatever reason, the past couple weeks, they've been reluctant to show – uh, her face, they've been kind of showing her back in, in promos and vignettes and whatnot. Uh, but now we finally saw her face, so there you go. Um, it sounds like we're getting some, uh, you know, maybe some less than favorable reviews of this debut match. Of um, uh, was Jesus saying that she sucks, uh, gave her rating, uh, her debut, a rating of 2.0, quite fittingly, there, um, and elaborating by saying it was terrible, uh, gave it a 2.0. Her character reminds her of Lace, reminds him of Lacey Evans. If Lacey Evans is better in the ring, I think that's a fair comparison. Uh, I could see why you might kind of link, make that link there. Um, yeah, I, uh, boy, I, um, I just, <laughs> it cracked me up because Wade Barrett said that, that was, or no, I think it was Victor who said that she made her daddy proud yes, by winning this yeah. match. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, again, NXT is just wild these days. It, it is a very fun, fun, um, chaotic time here but i thought it was fine in terms of the match itself the character as i said it's like this um it's a, it's a heat magnet uh with, with, and you know maybe some more comparisons here with, with steam chambers saying reminds him of a hybrid of frank and Monet and lacey evans i think that's a good comparison as well although uh obviously frank and Monet, you know one of the better women's wrestlers in the world so i think that's a very high bar there maybe it means more of the gimmick itself but um, John, what do you think about the arrival and first match on NXT for Lacey Evans here? Uh, I thought it was pretty entertaining. Uh, you did say Lacey Evans, by the way. <laughs> you know, it confused ah, me. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, nothing really to come back home from. It was kind of bad, though, if we're, not, if we're being honest. Um, kind of looked uncomfortable in the ring. Okay. Uh, well, she, I mean, this is one of those talents that uh, I, I looked it up. She was signed to the Performance Center officially in August. She was uh, she has a background as a gymnast. She was on the 2016 national uh, gymnastic team for the United States. Now, obviously, that was several years ago. Um, and I'm I would assume this should be okay. Of okay, but okay, but hold up, hold up. She shouldn't be doing handsprings before she can do a clothesline or a suplex or a <laughs> Irish whip or anything like that. You so got to walk first. before you can run. And they're the second right? thing is, if, if if the plan ultimately is for her to like make something of her natural athleticism, she has to be comfortable with playing her character. Tonight, it, it felt like it was forced. It did not feel like she was completely ready. It felt like a test match, but it was on TV, not just in front of executives backstage. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure if this is going to lead to anything, but I'm sure they'll look, look back at the video and, and work on it and, and try to improve. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, 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 those are fair points. Um, to me, it seemed fine. Uh, Michael, Michael Covenant saying that she did better in last legend, not trying to compare or knock anybody, but I did. I've definitely got the sense that um, or at least in terms of my own viewing, uh, that that you know, a lot of people were very very critical of Last Legends match on 205 Live. That there are a couple batches and it looked really rough. Um, whereas this seemed fine, not great, not like oh, this is like a new top top star future champion or anything. But thought it was in, inoffensive. So like you know, I thought it was all right. Um, I do think it'll be interesting to see if she settles into this character. 
Um, and we didn't really see, I mean, it's kind of hard. Like we didn't really see the character in this, in this match. It was like, she was more just like trying to perform as a wrestler. Um, and maybe we'll be just to see how she kind of finds that balance. Uh, Brian Everett saying she was part of the NIL program. I looked it up. I don't think she was officially part of the first class of no. the NIL program. Well, I'm looking right now. I looked up her real name and I'm not sure what it is off of my head, but um, I think she was like right before the NIL program. She signed in like August, so uh, if not officially part of that program, at least part of that uh, philosophical shift of like, oh, we're going to look for these kind of athletes from other backgrounds and really try and groom them and, and uh, mold them into the superstars that we want. Again, that's been talking about for a couple months now. And I think she could be, if all goes well, one of the kind of first real examples of that. She's already on NXT. So there you go. Uh, but of course, no, we're I never, ever try to judge anyone or, or make a conclusion based on one match. I mean, we've seen vignettes and a couple like brief promos, but this is one match. And, and Steven saying it's, it's too early to really kind of write her off or even make a, a sound um, opinion. Give her a couple more matches and we'll see. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was fine. It was, like, it was one match. I'm not going to like knock her out too, too much. It was fine. Didn't, didn't complain. Like, it was fine. It's all fine. Um, but yeah, the most important thing is, as you would sit down, she didn't seem that seem, didn't seem that comfortable. I mean, if it was her, if, if it was the first match on TV, don't really blame her. But now she's saying, yeah, gotta get comfortable in the ring, and then uh, presumably that would come with more experience, and then we can see, okay, you know, is this person really like someone to kind of uh, the, the, that's that's gonna stick? Let well, alone stick around, but be, even beyond that, be successful. Um, <laughs> see. <laughs> see <laughs> Steven Chambers is just saying, let's bash Von Wagner. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Von Wagner. Well, folks, we had Von Wagner tonight. He was on the show. He was backstage. I kid you not. We had a promo. It was, it was Idris Anufe and uh, Von Wagner interrupted for a solid two seconds. I just blanked. I was like, who, who is this guy? I forgot his name. I was like, oh no. And they had they had the they had the, the name graphic pop up. I'm like, I forgot about Von Wagner. Von Wagner, the hybrid oh, of Edge and the Great Kali. I forgot about this, this, this mountain of a man. Um, and I say forgot, it's not like I we I've talked we've talked about him every week here. He's been featured on the show. I've criticized him before. He's just not he's but at the same time, he's like he's not this like memorable guy. It's like I've talked about it before. He doesn't really have this clear gimmick or persona or character. Um, he beat Kyle O'Reilly in his last match on NXT, so he has that kind of to write home about. But uh, he, he confronted Idris Anufa uh, and uh, Malik Blade. He beat Malik Blade later in the show, beat him down after the match. Anufa uh, made the save. Robert Stone was watching the match uh, from backstage. Pretty clearly going to be doing that. Um, it would seem to suggest they're going to have some kind of uh, partnership there. But I don't know, man. I think I can safely say at this point, like I'm just not seeing it with Von Wagner. And and I say that way from the outside. Like he's he's still gonna be on the show uh, as 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 much as they want him to be and that's fine. Brian's saying that Vince likes big guys. That's why Von Wagner's getting pushed. Seems to be the case. But another week of for of what Von Wagner, another week where I am uh less than blown away, John. Less than blown away. What say you? Oh, well, I say that it has been subpar. So basically, I agree with what you're saying here. Um, he's awkward in the ring. He struggles to be in the right position at the right time. Uh, he's built and, and booked to be ready for more than what he is. He's not interesting enough to be a, a star, really. So, I mean, just checking all the bases here it's not not good no no it's uh it's not great by any means but i'm trying to look at some of the other things here oh i've been realized that there was a name for the person tiffany face i'm looking through our own uh lavelle porter's coverage of the show here to make sure i didn't miss anything uh the one thing we haven't we have not talked about yet is uh solo sekoa sekoa uh baby uso uh had a match with santos escobar it was pretty lengthy um, in terms of a pretty hard-fought match here. Uh, and what we saw a, a part of this here was uh, the ongoing drama with Electra Lopez and Zion Quinn. DJ's asking, what did we think of what, what Electra's going to do? Now, uh, Zion gave Electra this ultimatum of like, oh, you've got to choose. Are you gonna, is it going to be me or the stable? Now, they've been having this kind of, well, they want the romance for a couple of weeks. And this guy is out here giving her an ultimatum. My bro, 
that's a red flag. Like, you know, you don't give an ultimatum after a couple of weeks. Like, come on, what are you doing? But DJ's, DJ's wondering, is she going to leave the guy to be with Zion for another NXT wedding? Or is Oh, gonna... God. I hope not. <laughs> oh, um, no, I don't think so. I think it could happen. Anything could happen. Um, Nesha, uh, on the flip side of what John just said, saying, oh, another love story here on NXT. Uh, it's definitely been less, um, well, I would say less compelling. I mean, I, I made it no secret throughout the whole ride. I was a big fan of Index. This has been a lesser than sequel uh, or, or uh, follow-up, I guess, uh, uh, if that is the case here. Um, but for Dita's question, I feel like, if anything, he'll just show kind of like swerve him and betray him and, and kind of feed him to Legato in that sense. Or or maybe he'll join. Maybe maybe there will be kind of this like, power couple kind of thing, but I don't think, I mean, it's not going to be Index. And yes, Nessa, I mentioned the Index too. Index is great. I miss him very much. I was very upset when I did not get my fill of Dex Loomis tonight, so definitely miss him this week, but I mean, we had a solo, um, yeah, so, Solo beat Santos Escobar. Solo beat former North American, no, actually, uh, sorry, former Cruiserweight champion, Santos Escobar. Now, I, I tweeted right before the match, I won Santos came out, like, wow, this guy, Top star potential. I hope WWE capitalizes having Solo beat Santos fairly clean. Not the best look in that sense, but I thought it was a good match. Solo, as I said before, talks, walks, acts, looks like the Usos because he is related to them. So, uh, as we said before, feels like we're just chanting Uso. Yeah, it feels it feels like we're just kind of biding time until he eventually gets called up and joins Bloodline again. Not saying that's tomorrow. Although I still wish he would find a way to differentiate from the Usos a little bit. He has kind of the same moveset, same gimmick, essentially, in a way. Uh, He's well protected still. I don't think he's lost yet. They did point that out tonight as well. Uh, They're making it clear that he's ready to compete with the best. So I don't know. I don't know how how long until uh, maybe he gets an opportunity at the North American Championship or something like that. Uh, but this, he rubs me as the kind of guy that will not be in NXT for quite as long as maybe some other people. Now, whether that because he has a pull in the family, who knows? I just think that's the case. I mean, again, we've talked we've talk about a couple of things that feel inevitable on this show. Solo eventually joining forces with the Usos just makes sense. If it fits, uh, Eddie's saying he'll probably uh, before the end of 2022. That's fair. Um, Brian's saying that they, that they do just fit together. So I, I think that's very much a, a pretty easy prediction to make if it's in 2022. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, we saw a hit rope get very quickly. Uh, admittedly, it didn't work out, but at least at the time, they very quickly got, uh, you know, kind of they fast-tracked the main roster. So definitely not too crazy to think that by the end of, let's say, a year from now, let's say a year from now, uh, that that will be talking about solo on SmackDown or Raw. Um, pretty easy to see that happening. And that's just saying she loves Solo so far. What he's doing in XC. I agree. I think he's got a good look. He's looking good so far. Um, not too bad. Uh, in terms of what, we were, what we're seeing him do here. Steven's saying, uh, and that's just to give him a title a minute ago. Uh, Steven's saying, get, give him the North American title. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. You know, give him that kind of, uh, that second secondary title. Although, Carl Hayes uh, trying to come off like he's the, he is the A champion as the North American champion. Maybe maybe that will be one of the stepping stones along the way. DJ's asking, who's the dude that um, that uh, Harland almost threw off the roof? Uh, I look. I, someone tweeted about it. It was like the like local enhancement account on Twitter. Nobody that I know of. Like I think it's you know one of the you know, lower echelon like newcomers on X. He like he hasn't really been on TV or anything. Um, but with stuff like this, they usually wind up getting a bigger role so you know I would, I would assume uh that what we saw tonight will be the start of something else whether that's this guy uh, joining forces with harland and joe gacy or a number of things that would be my prediction but we'll have to wait and see what happens there uh also worth pointing out that yes boa attacks solo backstage so that feud's still ongoing um boa's face paint was gone he he's still kind of like possessed and i don't know i don't know what's going on there but feels like we're gonna get an um Another match or, or continuation there. All right. I mean, as we we're just saying, Solo feels like he's getting fast tracked. So I think he's kind of going to kind of truck through Boa along that way. 
so again, uh, kind of a, an, an inevitable feeling of some of these things of, of Solo uh, getting fast-checked, of Brownbreaker winning the title, of any number of other things. But, you know, with all that said, John, with all that said, that was NXT tonight, the go-home show for New Year's Evil. Again, a shorthanded deck seemingly for the, for the roster itself. Um, you know, for, <laughs> for, for, my, for just comparison to the other, other NXT 2.0 episodes, Pretty much on track for what we've seen, uh, you know, not significantly better or worse. It's kind of like the the, the general feel for what NXT 2.0 is, uh, and then they made the most of considering uh, the circumstances. Definitely, I, it felt like Raw was much more shorthanded last night, whereas like it felt like NXT had more, um, more rel- relatively mo- more of the the deck to play with. But all things considered, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I'll go for like a six point one. Maybe six point two from Pamela Generous, but what do you I was going to do with show? a six. I was going to yeah. go with a six on the dot. Uh, I thought maybe a little below average, but I mean it's been that way for a while now. Um, and and I do agree with uh, Luke commenting says New Year's Evil will be a good show. Uh, I think it has the opportunity to be a good show. I think the card's been booked well, and you can never go wrong with Riddle, AJ Styles on your card, and Walter. I mean. Hey, on paper, it's a very good card. <laughs> and if we're talking about, you know, again, this kind of firm, um, I guess, confirmation of the new era with Brown Breaker winning, I think that's an opportunity to have it really be this kind of like another ju- jumping off point for 2.0, 2.5 as, as we joke here. So, you know, I think that in some ways we're kind of biding time here. So, uh, Nesha saying, uh, giving the show seven tonight. Seven seems to be kind of a general sense here. Nesha and Steven with seven, DJ with 6.5, Brian with 6.5. So, yeah, like roughly, roughly in the kind of in the general range here, six or seven average, below average or so. Uh, I, I do think New Year's Evil will be a good show again, assuming they do uh get to pull off the show as scheduled or as advertised. Um, kind of wait and see on that one, but again, with uh. You know, maybe some concerns about day one on Saturday. Johnny mentioned Orion's show day one potentially in a, uh, suffering from the uh, the classic card subject to change kind of thing. Maybe uh, New Year's Evil might um, experience something similar with Kevin also giving the show a seven tonight. But Nash was saying the show was booked better than Raw last night. I mean, again, I, I didn't knock Raw last night because they were very much trying to make the most out of a very unfortunate unfortunate situation. Uh, NXT, I think, also was to a lesser extent, but you, you heard about the Raw being very short-handed, whereas NXT felt not, not quite so much. But, um, yeah, looking forward to New Year's Evil. I think that would be a good show. Brian saying uh, New Year's Evil, looking forward to it. Uh, it's it's a takeover-like kind of show, at least on TV. So, you know, kind of like Halloween Havoc. I thought Halloween Havoc was great. So I would expect New Year's Evil to be good as well, especially with its card. Uh, with that being said, before we kind of wrap up here, um, DJ asking about your thoughts about Ms. Maurice last night with the, the brood bath and the, the vow renewal and Eric Bischoff coming on Raw last night. Now, with John, with you being absent last night, just general thoughts about um, Raw if you happen to catch this vow renewal uh, ceremony for uh, Ms. and Maurice here. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a little weird, uh, but then unpredictable, which I guess could be a good thing. Uh, I'm excited to see how things evolve. I mean, obviously, since everybody was there, I assume this match is a go and good to go for Saturday. So I think Edge is probably going to get the win. But um, I am happy that they are kind of doing two things. One, uh, keeping things like fresh. And at the same time, Edge is kind of still keeping that old brood thing going on a little bit here and there. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Just nostalgia and fun way to kind of utilize that for uh you know fairly logical way in storylines like you want to embarrass Miz how does he do it brood bath there you go makes sense but yeah because they were both on the show in person last night barring catastrophe I have to assume they're gonna be fine and to find to go for for Saturday uh but again just gonna have to wait and see on that one but um and I will be in sunny Tampa, Florida on Saturday for the Outback Bowl, Penn State, Arkansas. So unfortunately, because these people are probably gonna ask, I will not be here for the post show this weekend. Nor um, will I be nor will I be at the post show for Royal Rumble because I'll be at that show too. But Colin, answer this question. Will there even be a post show on Saturday? So we were talking about it last night on the Raw show. Uh, I, I meant to bring it up to you. I wasn't sure what your plans were, but here we are talking about it on the air live as we do. 
Um, I am off on Saturday. I am going to cherish that. Um, the, the day itself, kind of like what we did for Crown Jewel, at least from, from my end of things, it's not going to be on the day itself. It will be kind of a day after the show kind of thing uh, on Sunday. Um, I'm not exactly sure when, probably like Sunday afternoon. You know, whatever. Nevertheless, I will be in Tampa in 80-degree weather and not in 30-degree freezing rain weather of central Pennsylvania. So we have that to look forward to. And, of course, um, just starts an interesting time of the year for especially us. I mean, this is like – it's like our schedule is on – on pace with like the uh, NFL season where things heat up this time here with the playoffs and everything, because it always feels like WWE's version of the playoffs start at the Royal rumble and the lead up to it. So uh, let's see how these next couple months go with uh, a pandemic that has heated back up again with um, unpredictable returns that we are maybe expecting, maybe not expecting who knows uh, this feels like maybe the first time in quite some time where the WrestleMania landscape is almost completely unpredictable and nobody knows what's going to happen. This, no, I mean, uh, this Saturday, nobody knows. I mean, any four of these guys could walk out with the championship. Realistically, now that Kevin Owens is staying, any, all, any four of those guys are fair game to win. And I, I, I as the days go by, I, I believe more and more that Big E will not walk out with the title because I think, I think whoever walks out with the title at day one is who they want to go into WrestleMania with the championship. I think that's fair. And John, and I know you said before that you definitely don't expect to see Big E um, last the whole road WrestleMania here as a champion. So uh, yeah, we we're talking about it last night where I was saying there's something to be said for kind of rewarding Kevin Owens for staying with even a brief title run. If it's, you know, from now to WrestleMania or, or if even more transitional of having uh, Owens, you know, when day one lose that, I don't know if they do fast lane or whatever, whatever they want to do. Um, yeah, I, I, Nesha predicting Owens, Brian ever, uh, Brian ever predicting Owens. I mean, I think there's I, I, my that. personal, my personal opinion. I think Seth Rollins is going to win, as does Stephen Chambers. I think Seth Rollins is. I think it's his time to win and come out the title. But I don't know. We'll yeah, see. You know, yeah, again, especially I mean, Seth. As we talked about it yesterday, uh, implied that he, he tested positive. Uh, on Sunday, saying Merry COVID Christmas to me. Now, obviously, the CDC guidelines saying that they uh, the, the the new kind of um, isolation period is significantly shorter than it had been. They need to go back like the NFL did. So now it's just five days. Just keep lowering it. Now it's only going to be five days. Five days, you're good to go. Come on. It took me. It it took me almost all ten days. But I mean. Uh, messed up man it's it's, up. i know i know but hey business is business that's why the nfl did it because they had too many players missing and they're like hey i have an idea if we magically just make it go from 10 to 5 they'll be good to go <laughs> things are just things are crazy man that's mm. i talked about it last night i'm like even if even if that's the guy's line i was saying like seth rollins could very easily make the very fair decision to say you're making the money sign to me, but I was going to say, Hey, Seth Rollins, this guy's got a baby at home. He's got a wife, Becky Lynch. You could easily say, Hey, I want to protect my family and not expose them. Especially we're talking about, I talked about it for like a solid 10 minutes yesterday of like, if they're not even going to require weekly testing anymore, why would you like make that risk of like the person you're in there with could very well be positive, And then you're even at even greater risk. That's a whole no whole nother can of weeds. I don't want to retry to just talk about it like about yesterday, but it's 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 just man. Oh man. Whatever Seth Rollins does, he is he is entirely justified doing so. Obviously, he's his own person. Everyone has Sean their own motives. Smith knows what's up. He's a, he's a company man, says Sean's saying. So <laughs> so no, maybe maybe he will be there in person back uh competing as scheduled on saturday they they proceeded and i i, I caught flack for yesterday they are proceeding with the card as planned but they could very easily be forced to say on saturday oh this person can't go so we'll have to pivot uh at the very last minute and that could not has happened that could happen again so again it's a very fluid crazy wild unpredictable time and we are just trying to ride it out as best we can and kind of wait and see how it goes 
But with that said, yes, I will be doing a day one post show probably on Sunday. Not exactly sure when I'll tweet out it when I when I uh, figure that out. Probably you know afternoon or so, late late afternoon. But you can talk all about it. Johnny gonna be living good, living life nice and fun in Tampa. But uh, with that said, this is a holiday week here, so it's it's New Year's Eve on Friday. We'll not be doing the SmackDown show because there's not gonna be there's not even gonna be a SmackDown to talk about. It's gonna be a clips show. So, you know, this is our kind of sign off until day one in that sense. So, all that said, you know, obviously, we're just talking about things are terrifying. So, be safe. All right. If you're like, it's, it's a holiday weekend, like, have fun. All right. But also, like, make good choices. You know, you know, have fun safely. Make good choices. Be safe. Be well. Um, whatever you wind up doing, yes. Stephen Chambers saying, stay safe. All right. And whatever happens, you know, take it. Take Call the time. an Uber. <laughs> yes. Take the time to... Um, just enjoy the holidays in, in, in a responsible and safe manner, please. You know, obviously, we want, we want everyone to be healthy, happy, and safe here. So enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the new year. Here's to, um, uh, by the time that I do this show on, Saturday, on Sunday, well, it will be a new year. So uh, here's to uh, good things in 2022. Here we are looking back on 2021. It's been a, it's been a great year, obviously, in the, in the wrestling world. It's been a wild one, uh, for better. It's been good, bad, in between, you know, Lots of good, lots of bad. I don't even know. It's been a wild year uh, across the board here. But yes, uh, sitting here looking back on it all, you know, it's we. I just the whole year. I mean, roughly, I, I guess I've been doing this this show and the Raw show since April ish. So you know, several months of just you know three three podcasts a week. So I just want to take a moment to say I, I thank you all so much for your continued support. It means the world to me. I know I would imagine not Johnny feel similarly. You know, we, we 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 do this for you all. Like we would not be sitting here going over an hour, you know, pretty much at least twice, if not three times a week, talking about the wild world of wrestling. Um, I'm gonna be fun of for for for, for dumb people to say safe. I'm just saying, folks, all right. I'm not trying to get, like, get on a pedestal, but just be well, all right. Like uh, just just stay safe out there, all right. I'm not, I'm not gonna you know, gonna be a dead horse. But just be be smart, be safe. I, we we appreciate you all so much for the ongoing support. Uh, throughout it all here in the water world of wrestling with that being said john despite it all despite the crazy world that we live in right now it's it's scary out there but we try to just tunnel vision and fo focus on the wrestling here and do the one thing we do here wrestling can you tell me what that is enjoy wrestling have a nice night indeed thanks for listening everybody <laughs>